One time for the city. My city. Bitch, I'm from the land till I die. Till I die. On the east side till I die. Till I die. Bubba now bone thugs till I die. Till I die. In the hood, I'm good till I die. CLE till I die. What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Rafael Chidez back with you once again. Back in the house. What's good, brother? Fucking still hearing some fireworks, but everything's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Happy belated 4th, everybody. Yeah. uh, Happy... Happy fifth of July. Happy fourth of July. <laughs> happy fifth of July. We took we took Tuesday off um, because it's fucking summertime and there was no car to break down. So fuck it. Summertime <laughs> in the LBC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, how was your fourth, bro? It was all right, man. It's pretty no chill. Grilling? I grilled in the morning. I uh, I made ribeye and eggs for fucking breakfast. Smart, smart. We grilled like at 3 o'clock, and uh, I, days before, said, um, if you guys want, I will cook you guys hamburgers because I have worked at Five Guys, and they were like, what well, we should get? Should we get something different? I'm like, if you guys want to buy the ground beef, I'm like, I'll, I'll cook you guys the hamburgers. So they, brought the ground, uh, they bought the ground beef, and then I was forced to cook them hamburgers because they, they usually buy the frozen patties from... Um, Aldi or something, and yeah, they just yeah. throw them on, and like they just cook them till they're you know brown on both sides. It's not how you fucking cook. It's not how you fucking grill. So I fucking grabbed them, uh, gr- patted them up by hand, and then threw them on the grill, let them cook on one side, smashed them down a little bit because you know they're a little fat. Right. Smash them down a little bit, give them a nice flip, let them coat on the other side, throw on some cheese, and then serve them up when I know they're juicy enough and cooked all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And the kids right away, my nephews are all like, oh, these are way better than frozen ones. And I'm like, say that louder so everyone hears you. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what's going to happen now. I buy frozen all the time. And, I, and I'm like, why don't you guys just buy ground beef? But you're going to get stuck making hamburgers for every cookout now. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. fucked up. You yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but I've done it before. Like, I did exactly five guys right when I was done with five guys. So we have... um. We have a propane thing as well outside to where you can connect uh, like the the thing that just shoots up fire. Yeah. And you can put a dish, like a, like a deep dish to where you can stir fry and shit like that. Yep. But uh, we, we have a deeper one to where we can uh, fry. So I I did the, the double fucking drop fries where you drop them twice. Yeah, you yeah. let them cook till they get a certain amount of brown and then you pull them out, let them cool off. And then you drop them down for a second time so they're crispy on the outside, nice and brown. And then on the end, well, not brown, but they're golden brown. And then on the inside, yep. they're like a mashed potato. So they're fucking delicious. And um, I cooked the burgers, and this time I just made the burgers. I, I'm like, I'm not making the fries. It's too fucking much time to fucking be dropping the fries. Because I, I can't do both of them here. It's really hard. I can't be cooking the – I have no help. I'm cooking the burgers and trying to make the fries at the same time. It's not going to work. Something's going to burn. So we would make the fries firsthand, then they get cold. While I'm cooking the burgers, and they go, no, no, hold up, don't eat the fries, the burgers are coming, but, you know. And, like, if you throw on a bunch of burgers, you got to be watching them all, so, you know, you can't throw yep. on too many. You got And then if you throw on too many, the fat shoots up the fire, and then you could char them too much. You got to know what you're doing, man. This, this ain't a game. Ain't no I game. To, yeah, I used to fucking work at, uh, at uh, Meatheads and Five Guys, and there's not a fire grill there, but it, it was a flat grill. It tastes a lot better because, you know, they caramelize with their own fat and shit. But I've ran a grill pretty much since I was 
12 with my dad, he would make me start the grill. Like, because we'd go to Forest Preserves every Sunday and the grill. Like, we grill like two times a week sometimes. We love grilling. But uh, my dad, since I was a kid, he would be like, do you want to start the fire? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not a pyromaniac or anything, you know. Right. Like, no, I love the grill too, man. Yeah, so my dad, since I was a kid, he would be like, hey, start the grill. And, you know, that that even takes skill. Someone that's never started a grill, that even takes his skill to learn to do. You have to fucking charcoal or wood, whatever you're using, and then throw that lighter fluid. People like throwing the fucking match on it right away or lighting that bitch right away. They burn all that fucking fluid right off, and then the wood doesn't fucking get um, get any of the fucking heat. It doesn't get to burn. It just burns away the oil, and then you're, you're like, what the fuck? Why hasn't it started? And then you're throwing more fucking... Lighter fluid, more lighter fluid, drowning the fucking fire. It's not smart, bro. You got to let it sit. And then in a little bit, and then you fucking throw in the match and let it fucking let it light up. Yeah, you. I don't uh, I don't have a lot of experience with uh, with charcoal. I, I've just always been propane. Oh, propane, propane. It's easier. Just fucking turn it on and fucking light it up, but... No, we've used uh, we've used charcoal our whole lives, but that's because in Mexico uh, they use uh, they use fucking wood all day. That's how they that's how they start their stoves. They didn't have gas stoves. That's how we would uh, cook all our meals. They have like a big uh, a big stove, like just big slabs of metal, fucking welded together on each side, and it's like a giant square that shapes out into a chimney. Yeah, and that's where all the smoke goes out through. And pretty much you just fill the bottom of that uh, of that form with wood or whatever and it heats it up and that's where you cook you cook on that fucking metal slab and so they 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 brought that tradition well that's why they've never you know switched to propane they do have that propane one for stir fry and stuff like that but that's more for like boiling oil and shit and throwing and making chicharrones and shit like that like with just uh, the pig skin with the fan and just fucking churning that shit in there until it gets nice and crunchy ah it's so good my parents had one that was you could either do charcoal or propane. So like, mm-hmm. I would use <clears throat> wood chips in that with the with the flames and just kind of get the mesquite smoke. But when I bought my grill five years ago, I just bought a propane grill because it was easy. Mm. I I think I'm used to the charcoal. I've done it my whole life. I probably would get used to it, but yeah. propane propane heats up so much faster. It's less time consuming. Yeah. Like, I get you. I can turn the fucking thing on, walk away, and 15 minutes later, it's hot. Uh huh. No, you gotta watch the fire. You gotta make sure it's catching. You're like, shit, and I need to blow. I need to fan this bitch. Right. <laughs> I like it though. It's a little ritual. Yeah, that's. I really didn't do much on the fourth, man. Did some laundry. Mm. Fucking hung out. Went and saw a friend of mine and his wife. I haven't seen him in a while. Went over there for a couple hours, and then went and did laundry and fucking <clears throat> split a hundred milligram uh, edible with a friend of mine, and I passed out on his couch for a couple hours. Nice. That was that? That was my fucking. Got I went up. to my friend's house on Tuesday night. Yeah, I I went out. I went over and hung out with a couple of friends Tuesday night. Um, mm. I had a friend in town, but. Yeah, I really didn't do much. I got up and grilled ribeye and made eggs and fucking bacon on the grill. Yeah, no, this guy hit over. He put it out on Facebook. He was like, hey, I'm chilling in my house. It was like at 8 that he put it out there. And I'm like, are there going to be any chicks there or something? You know, just kidding or whatever. I was going to go anyway. I rolled two uh, two little fatties. 
And then uh, I went over there, smoked them. Um, he was he started grilling, but I had already had eaten, so I'm like, eh. Smoked them, heard some fireworks, uh, hung out with them for a little bit, like for an hour or two, and then left. Was that right? Oh, man. I went on a fucking, tried to go on another goddamn adventure last weekend. Did not go so well. Did you go, though, or did you not? Yeah, I went, but it did not go good. Bad trip? It, because of other people. Of circumstances or itself? Circumstances made it a bad trip. Okay, so it wasn't the shroom itself. No, cause... no, 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 because yeah, they, okay. they were the exact same things that I've had the whole time. And parts of it were cool. We watched a, a Tool concert from, like, 2016. So, yeah. like, those, the visuals by the end were fucking pretty sweet but yeah for people that haven't done shrooms uh you can have really good trips or you can have really bad trips i'm lucky to have only experienced good trips but i hear they get pretty bad they can and if you don't have somebody like <coughs> if you don't have somebody that can talk you off the ledge you, if they turn on you they turn quick and it's like sometimes there's no coming back <laughs> I well, almost... going in <clears throat> going in my friends had all because some of them had done it already some world guys they told me um you start having bad thoughts, or you start thinking negatively right away. Change the subject in your brain and try to think of something else. Yep. And that's how everything. That's what I would do. Once I found myself, I was in a funk because you'll go through funks. You'll go through like a ton of stages on shrooms. Oh, for sure. And once you find yourself in a funk, you just need to snap yourself out and be like, ah, this isn't a good zone. I couldn't talk myself out of it. That was the problem. Like. It was there was like some negative energy in the room and when there's Yeah, no, I get you, dude. You feel that shit. Exactly. Dude. And it was it, I felt it real hard and then uh somebody came and fucking was knocking on the like beating on our door like the cops, so that just kind of just sent me right over the edge and my buddy Tony had to fucking save me and like pulled me back in, got me back down on the couch chill out and watch some king of the hill and like calm down a little bit because yeah i was i was in the middle of a bad trip and i didn't know if i was coming back well you're definitely going to come back in six hours or so maybe so dude i've had a bad trip like fucking but I, I i did them by myself and had a bad trip nobody to fucking pull me out yeah and i came back but i didn't really come back like it fucked me up good for a while like in just a lot of fucking shit happening after the fact of just negative effects from that bad trip that was that was why i stopped doing them for so long yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah yeah no shrooms are tricky man they're tricky it's tricky definitely things. a don't it's a thing you don't do unless you're in a really good mindset mm-hmm. i was in a great yeah. mindset somebody else was not and yeah that's what like dude even the slightest things could happen like people so we're a, a bunch of we have gotten a lot of shrooms and uh, we're gonna do them in the fraternity house. But we some guy wanted in that wasn't in the fraternity, so he had come to the house. But I guess he invited his girl, and his girl brought her friend. And there was just there was people that weren't on shrooms or they didn't smoke weed. And once we were we were tripping on the shrooms, it was really weird that they were around us. We were around an energy that we did not like, and we had to get away from them right away. And it was mostly because they were like, are you guys tripping? Are you guys tripping yet? It was like we were like an experiment to them. And it was like, it's it's crazy to try to ex- explain shrooms. But like, if you're on shrooms you, and people are asking you like that, you feel like a fucking caged animal. Like you're in a zoo or something and they're just watching you. It's like, what the fuck? 
Like, leave yeah. me the fuck alone. I'm trying to trip. I'm trying to have fun. And you're over here like, are you tripping? How's it? Like, I'm trying to get into it, dude. Like, you're fucking it up right now. Right. You keep pulling me out of it. Shut up. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you have no idea what the hell's going on because you're not doing it. And you're too bitch to do it. But. Yeah. yeah I, haven't was... done, I haven't done it in a while. I still got a little bit left. We're going to do them again at some point here in a couple weeks. But Nice. Um, yeah. Lessons were learned. Lessons mm-hmm. were learned. Well, that's good. You always got to come away with lessons. Yeah, life's. My, I went, like I said, I went to my friend's house and I showed him the two little. Uh, I'm like, hey, I got, I brought us some fireworks. And they're like, whoa! They're like, they look like cartoon joints. And I'm like, how so? He's like, they're perfectly rolled. Like, cause I, I start coning them out now, cause I, you know how you showed me how to roll. Yeah. A little bit more and just add it to my tech. I just add it to my technique. I stole a little bit of your mana. And I fucking added it to, to my rolling I I took mine abilities. from somebody else, so, you mm-hmm. know, you're just passing along knowledge. Yeah. So I just stuffed the fuck out of it, and then I start towards the end, leaving enough a filter, and I seal that, and then I start stuffing and sealing, stuffing and sealing, stuffing and sealing, and it cones mm-hmm. out itself. I don't got to do anything. Yeah. If you do that, it pretty much fills it. If you, you fill it up and you just stuff it down, it cones itself out because you don't have to tuck anymore. Yep. It's almost tucking itself, and then... To the point where the weed's slipping out, that, that's enough. Twist it, and we're good to go. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's like, like, dude, it. these look like car- he's like, we these look like cartoon joints. I'm like, hey, bro, you got to get better at your craft. But what the fuck are we doing here, dog? Come on. Tell him, welcome to the future, dog. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the future. Welcome. Like, welcome to the present. Right, I learned how to roll them better. Welcome to the present. We're catching yeah, you up. Yeah, welcome to the present. <laughs> we're catching you guys up on shit. Yeah, he gave me some edible, but. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I need to do a ton of them to really appreciate them because every time I do them, I feel a like body high, but it's not a intense. And it's because I'm a heavy smoker, I think. It's because I smoke a lot all day, and I think it's in my system, and I think it's more of a slow release that I'm getting from it. Probably. Instead of the fucking one two that I want yeah. from that I want from People it. People that get rocked hard by fucking edibles. Don't smoke very heavy. Unless you eat like, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I ate a hundred, if I would ate that whole cookie bar yesterday, that's a hundred mils. I probably would have got rocked pretty hard. I mean, it, it rocked oh, yeah. me. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I'm. I'm immune to them or anything. Right, I'm right. Saying, I know what you're I saying. I think I have it in my system, and I think if I want that one two that I'm looking for, I think I have to eat a pretty good amount. Probably. I think I've just been like, I think I've been like gradually getting a little bit more, a little bit more to where like, I'm like, I, I do feel the body high because the times I did take it at the, it's, when you left them yeah. and I took them uh, at the show when we went to see Bellator, I felt it. I, I remember being high the whole time. And be like, Yeah, the body high is what high. you get. Yeah, That's what you exactly. get from edibles. It's not much of a, it's not usually much of a head high. It's just mm-hmm. you're so high. Sometimes you can't function, right? Depending on how much you eat. Yeah. You know, you start getting into stars of death. That's just too high. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I want to hit that point. Nah. I think I'm good. Been there. I think I'm good. I've been there. It's yeah. not a fun place. It's not no, yeah, a fun like, place. I remember building up my tolerance and like, I remember we used to smoke uh, like Cali people. You smoke till you sleep, man. We used to fucking just blunt it up and knock out on the couches. That doesn't happen to me as much anymore because... It's me smoking by myself, so right. It's not like oh, I have to keep up with these guys, and I gotta keep going and not look like a bitch. It's like eh, I'm done from done for today. 
that's it. I'm going to sleep. Hmm. I, I'm. I mean, I'm talking like I'm talking about getting. I'm just talking about eating it in mm-hmm. general. Not not you know fucking getting too fucked up from smoking it. But I've I've definitely been there from eating it. Uh, I have. I don't think I've gotten there with eating it. And that's because I haven't eaten the right amount. That's the thing. Come visit, my friend. It's fucking fly piece of shit out of my room. Come, come visit. Yeah, come I to need the, to come to the promised land. And just here's your cake. We we had it specially made for you, jackass. Now eat it oh, all. Eat it all, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I got like, where's Rafa? Like Rafa's still here. Like three days later, yeah, dude, he hasn't gotten up. <laughs> His dad's been calling him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get you. It a was job. the cake. We'll just it was get the you. Cake. It fucked them up. We'll just get you a job up here, man. It's fine. At you a just, dispensary. You just moved. You just moved and became a fucking Michigan resident. It's cool. I, how close are you guys to Canada? I just. I'll just get my way up to Canada. Three and a half, four hours. No, it's still pretty far. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, I'm on the west side of the state. I'm on the same side of the fucking state as you are. Mm-hmm. I just go straight down to get to you. Well, down yeah. along, but. I got to go all the way east to get to Canada. Oh, Canada. Someday I'll make it over to Canada. They got, they do, they're smartening up. Not so much with the, the being scared of words, no, but, but with legalizing weed. weed. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they're, they're scared of words, though. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I might make my first fucking trip to Canada after it becomes legal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's right around my birthday. Uh, did you hear what's happening in Cali? They're dropping it down to eighteen percent, and oh, you can only get higher if you have a medical card. What? Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're talking about on Joe Rogan. He says he's got a re- he's got to get his card again because uh, they're going to start doing that. Recreationals are going to drop to eighteen percent, and uh, everything else is going to be medicinal above that, and you have to have a card to be able to get this shit. That's what I keep trying to tell people here because everyone's like either not renewing their card or like oh i don't need to get a card and it's going to be recreational soon yeah and then shit like that's going to happen or medical you're not going to get taxed recreational you're going to have to pay taxes and it's going to be more expensive you don't have to pay and taxes. not as good from what i hear yeah and that's, that's going to suck that's what i've heard about uh colorado is like their their recreational weed a lot of it's not that good compared to what we get here in Michigan for medical or just in general, but that's because it's going to happen here too, because people it's going to go into commercial grows and they're going to be growing huge warehouses full of weed where they can't monitor and keep up with the fucking flow the way they're supposed to. Yeah. I, I sometimes wish I knew exactly where my weed's coming from, but to be honest, it's really good. And um, you know what? She does have a higher quality that she can, but she sells it to me at, uh, she tells me, she's like, look, I only buy a limited quantity for this because I don't like selling it because people don't like buying it for the price that I sell it at. But she's like, I kid you not. This is what I buy it at from a dispensary. I have this. And I also have this other good stuff. That's pretty fucking good for, you know, the street prices, but the other prices, uh, dispensary price is pretty much 60 and eighth. Mm-hmm. And like she's like, this is the stuff I smoke. She's like, this is like, and it looks a lot more. It looks super crystally, dude. Are we talking dispensary prices in Illinois? Um, no, wherever she picks it up. What did the fuck is she buying for sixty and eighth? Dude, it looks. It looks well. I was like, my shit is pretty good, and like to, for that to be on another level, I'm like, I don't know. But she gets like crumble. Like she's getting. 
she gets other shit too. Like she's gotten crumble. I I've never fucked with her crumble. I've gotten the oil pens that she sells with the cartridges. Crumble's all right. It just depends yeah. on what you're trying to use it for. Mm-hmm. See, uh, there is as long as it's purged and everything right, there is no real bad oil. Like as far as the differences between crumble, in my opinion, crumble shatter, fucking butter. Uh, everyone's on goddamn sauce now is what it's called up here in Michigan. It's that shit with the little fucking THCA crystals yeah. and, and inside the oil. But this shit's like 60 fucking dollars a gram. Damn. I hers might be 50 then because I'm paying. Well, you were telling me I, I'm, I'm getting Michigan prices. I'm getting 10, which I, I'm getting 10 a gram. 10 so. a gram. Yeah. That's what, when you said 60 and eighth, I'm like, where the fuck? Cause it's only 30 and eighth up here. Sometimes cheaper. No. Well, like. That's what I'm getting from. That's how. That's how I'm getting my shit. My shit's pretty good. It's not bad. You, no, you tried it's good. It. It's yeah. good. And uh, apparently, she's got like. It, it must be like the highest medical shit that they're that. Unless I don't know. unless it's fucking moon rocks, which is like coated in oil and dipped in keef and shit like mm-hmm. that. There's no reason that shit should be sixty dollars a fucking eighth. Yeah, no. She's like, I, I. She's like, I usually don't sell this. She's like, I smoke this myself. I'm gonna need you to fucking. Get some and show. I've it been to wanting me. to, like, I've been wanting, like, you know what? Throw me an eighth of that. I want to see if you're getting ripped off or not. Like, I are wanna, you... yeah, I want to see this shit. Because it's funny because her her clients will come in and be like, I want this. I want I want a sativa. I want a sativa. And I'm like, you guys don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like, it, I guess this is... I guess it could be sixteen eighth if it's like if it's fucking Colorado wreck because of tax. Because I heard their mm-hmm. ace are like. 40 some bucks and then tax yeah it would be like 60 so i guess maybe i'm just yeah. thinking michigan prices because it's like 30 and 8th pretty much maybe no I, it wasn't no well like I, when she told me because i saw it on the table it's not like she even presented it i saw it on the table i'm like oh i'm like what's that because it looked nasty it looked darker like a darker nug and it looked uh whiter too you know how the inner the inside looked like it was going to be really dark but it was frosty on the outside and it looked like a really really tight nug Hmm. And I was like, um, Maybe I'm like, I'm like, what is that? And then she's like, I'm like, what, what strain is that? She's like, oh, that's uh, that's a uh, medical strain. She's like, I pay a lot more, or not a lot. She's like, I pay more for that. She's like, if you want some, I could sell you some. She's like, I usually don't sell it or bring a lot of it. She's like, I usually just bring an ounce for me, because uh, not a lot of people like paying what I pay. And uh, I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I'll just take this for now. But hmm, because she'll get uh she has like the the sprays for your fucking elbows and shit like yeah. uh the drops for your tongue for if you just if you don't want the thc and you just want the fucking cbd she has all this shit all this shit but she's got to be getting it from michigan i well no well um i i or maybe out west yeah no i know where i, I kind of know where she's getting it but I, i'd rather not say i don't want you yeah. to say yeah don't do yeah. that i'm just throwing shit out there mm-hmm. but it, it's definitely not michigan but um it is out west yeah. It is out west. Oh, well, it had to be. Yeah. If it, and, coming, um, if it ain't coming from here as close as we are, then it's got to be coming from out west because everything mm-hmm. in between is illegal. Yeah. No, and the <laughs> 10 the gram, I think she just get, she's just getting surplus from growers probably. Probably. Because it's still good. It's still fucking good, man. When my friends come, they're like, man, why do you always have really good weed? Because it's always on par when they have their, like, their best weed. I'm like, oh, I got some really good shit too. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I got two strains. And they're like, what the fuck? Boom, bitch. Yeah. I'm like, hey, she came to me, bro. I'm like, I don't know. Fuck it. Take away, you got it, right? Yeah. Uh, let's get into uh, let's get into the first of these two cards we got to break. Or 
uh, preview tonight. Ultimate Fighter finale tomorrow night. Main card starts at 10. Prelims at 8 on FS1. Early prelims starting at 7. We got 6, 10, 12 fights total. All right. Decent little Friday yeah. night card. I won't be able to watch all of it because I got to work Saturday morning. Uh, yep. But, I'm going to try uh, to catch as much as I can. I think we're working Saturday as well, but I don't start till 5, so. I'll just, uh, I'll write it. I'll trooper it out. Brad Tavares, number eight, taking on Israel Adesanya. I like this fight. Yeah. Um, As much as I don't like Brad Tavares, it's a tough fight, man. It's a good, it's a good spot for, it's a good fight for Adesanya to get. He needs this, this top 10 opponent. Yeah. I I really want Adesanya to win. Advance in the rankings, but um, man, Brad Tavares is a tough dude. He is a tough dude. He's a very tough. He, dude. yeah, he's got a chin on him. He's a grinder. He's he'll put you against the cage and try to keep you there, try to beat the fuck out of you, take you down, and um, he'll point you out, man. He doesn't care. He wants to win. That's it. That's all he cares about. If it's by decision, he's gonna get a decision, and he's gotten a lot of them. Yeah. In oh, the yeah. UFC against tough guys. Oh, his resume is, is chalked. I was just looking through it. You know. Oh no, he's got a badass. Like I've talked shit about him before because I personally don't like his fighting style, and I don't like the dude. Not but well, like because of his fighting style. Like he he seems like he's a chill guy, like a Hawaiian dude, and he seems like a nice guy. I just don't like how he fights. It's very non finisher, more uh, grind you against the cage, you yeah. grind out a, a decision. Mostly. Then they're really been behind them. But if you go and you look at his fucking resume within the UFC, he's got some names on there. Christoph Jocko. I mean, recently, Christoph Jocko, Talos Leites, Elias Theodorus, Cal Magales, a loss to the champ Bobby Knuckles, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a win over Nate Marquardt, lost to Tim Bosch, and a loss to Yoel Romero. But that, that loss to Tim Bosch, it, it, it's, it's against uh, his style. Like, it sucked because for, for him. Because Bosch, he, he's going to get you with those fucking uppercuts. Yep. And Tavares is going to come in and try to grind you against the cage. Thank you, bro. Boom. Well, and that was you, that was four years ago, too. Yeah, four years ago, early on, and and uh, really counter to his uh, his grind you, grapple, uh, clinch with you style. So he's gotta Tim win. T- takes advantage of that shit, man. I always... Yeah. I always like rooting for Tim when when he's got someone that's going to want to grapple with him because they're going to go to the cage and he's going to start landing some uppercuts and knock you the fuck out. He's beat Lorenz Larkin. All mostly by decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely all almost all by decision. So, man. Yeah, I want to pick out Asanya. I do. I, think, I, I think I'm, I'm going out Asanya, but it's it's a tough fight for him. It's mm-hmm. a very tough fight. It's a it's a fight he needs. He needs to prove he needs to prove that he's the he's the new dog in the yard and and time to take a piss if you're going to do it. Yeah, no, especially for how he's been talking and um I know his just he hasn't been getting finishes. I think they've been decisions, but if you watch No, he's got he's one. Got... His first his first fight was a, a knockout. Okay. Round 2 okay. knockout over Wilkinson. Mhm. He's he's got very good striking. It's just his takedowns suck. Defense. Yeah, he's. I think he's trying to find himself as well in the octagon because he, again, his takedowns suck. So 
he's improving in that aspect, but he's also improving in the octagon. Uh, I don't know. I like I like him for this one because he knows how to use his distance well. Well, and I if think... he could stay away from from Tavares and not let not let him get clinched up and throw some throw some kicks and avoid the takedown. We'll get to see how his takedown defense uh, plays out. He's gotten better. I, I was just looking at that. Um, I mean, in comparison to the first fight where he gave up three takedowns, he only gave up two to Mar- Marvin Vittori, and he stopped uh, four of them. So mm-hmm. Vittori was only two of six. And I remember um, Adesanya doing a lot of getting out of takedowns and up against the fence and shit, so... Yeah, so he he has shown some of it, and he's definitely working on it. And he's young at this, so we're definitely going to see if he's stepped above now because Tavares is definitely, I think, a step above in grappling and grinding you out. But like like I said, if he can stop that, I I think he puts on a show against Tavares. Tavares does not have anywhere near the striking uh, that uh, Israel does. No, no. So if he can somehow nullify Brad's uh, grappling... It's going to be a bad night for Tavares. Don't That's worry. why I'm going with Adesanya. Yeah, I got Adesanya. I think um, I think he can knock him out, actually. Mm-hmm. And, that, dude, that guy's a star. Like, if he can get some wrestling behind, if he can get some really good wrestling, which he's shown improvements in, he's got the striking to back it up. Yeah. Yep, he's just got to continue to work. And, I mean, like, like I said, it definitely looked like he improved from his first fight to his second. So, And he's undefeated, 13-0. Yep. Continue that track, man. Continue that track. I don't know anything about the Ultimate Fighter to the two Ultimate Fighter finales, so I'm not even going to pretend to talk about it. Yeah, dude, th- this is why it's going to be the last season. Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series is so much better. You got five fights, one night. They're two, three minute backstory behind each fighter right behind, right before the fights, and you watch two hours of fights in one night, dude. What more do you want instead of watching an hour? Or how long was it? Yeah, the Ultimate Fighter was an hour, right? Yeah. And it was what? Fucking 35 minutes of story. Not even story of bullshit of them in the house bullshitting and then like very little fight. Yeah, the last 15, 20 minutes of the show is the fight. Unless unless you have multiple fights in one day. And the first episode's good because you get a ton of fight. And the last couple maybe because they're trying to squeeze stuff in. Yeah. But then if you don't watch the if you don't watch the whole season, then you're out of it because right. they, they're still going with a little bit of story or whatever. Like they, they know why Tuesday Night Contender Series, very little story, a lot of fighting. That's what you need. So and let's... um that's why I don't know any about anything about these guys. I'm not willing to sit down for an hour and watch nope. the reality TV. Let's let's touch on the couple of fights that we we do know a little bit about. Uh all right. Alex Caceres and Martin Bravo taking on each other. Martin Bravo. Caceres, what is this? A one forty-five? I believe so. I've always tried to get behind Caceres, but he's up and down. The guy is—I uh, don't know—he's questionable. Seems like he's sometimes too too cocky for his own good. It seems like he's almost playing in there a little bit too much and showing off his style instead of getting it done. Instead of more pressure, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? What do you? If you're that much better. Then go for the kill, man. And then it seems like sometimes it, it it gets away from him. He's just he's a lot of flash, but not a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. 
I think he needs to get rid. Of, I think he's got a lot of skill. I think he needs to get rid of that flash. I mean, he's he's put it into a a pretty good UFC career as far as length. He's been in the UFC since 2011. He's spotty. He puts nice streaks together. Yeah, he's spotty. I mean, he goes. I guess he did technically. He put together four wins in a row with one uh, no contest. The thing is. This is a product of the ultimate fighter. So they've kept him around for a while, and he'll lose two, pick up a win, lose one, pick up two wins. But he, he's a product, and he was a, a guy that was very marketable on, while he was on the season because he was projecting a Bruce Lee persona where he would wear the, the white, or the not the white, the yellow, the yellow. suit with the, well, the black. And, um, and his nickname is Bruce Leroy, right? Yeah, and the hardcore fans... World knew of him before that with because uh, he was on Tap Out, he was on the Tap okay. Out show. Okay, he was one like one I of the one. yeah he was one of the last guys that they they tried and he was kind of a douchebag on there. Yeah, mm, he, he's a little douchey. Oh yeah, he's a little douchey. I think the reason he's been able to stick around though too because he's had three losses in a row. Yeah, he's just kind <sighs> of a gate filler now. Yeah. Bravo was coming off of, I believe, an Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if it was Ultimate Fighter Brazil or what, but I don't know. Coin flip that Martin, one. Martin Bravo. He's yeah. uh, I don't know. Martin Bravo versus Claudio was his first UFC fight. I don't, it was UFC Fight Night. I don't think it was. Well, no, he he's got a uh, some kind of Ultimate Fighter thing in here because uh, and on the UFC's website, he's got a. A belt picture. Um, Bravo. He's got a loss. and Yeah, he's got a win over Claudio Puyolas, but I think that was uh, Ultimate Fighter Mexico, I think. Okay. Finale. Because it was on the Dos Anjos Ferguson. Is that why it has a belt? Yeah. That's why. That's why. Because he's Ultimate Fighter winner. Oh, that's dumb. UFC needs to do a better job of right. depicting what that is supposed to mean. Right. Uh, so he's got he won that, but he's only had a loss then. Yeah, yeah. His his first actual fight in the UFC, he lost. Yeah, he got knocked the fuck out. Yep. So both these guys on the, on a losing losing skid. Bravo. I'm going with uh, Martin Bravo. Yeah, I'm gonna take Bravo too. Fuck it. He's uh, only twelve and one. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe that guy got him good. Maybe Umberto. And then he was fucking good as shit. He only clocked him five times to put him out. Means he hurt him. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, Caceres has that power. So I don't think so think either. We'll be able to see Bravo expand his skill set a little bit more within the fifteen round parameter he's going to have. Yeah, this fight's going to probably be a decision. Uh, Is second, he Mexican? Uh, Bravo. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, definitely going with him. Man, he's got El Toro. El Toro. Yeah, that, he's definitely. That's Mexican. my line name, bro. He's from Mexico. So, yeah, you got to take him. Yeah, that's from my fraternity. That's my line name, bro. Got a bunch of shirts that say El Toro. <laughs> 44. It's my number. <laughs> Recognize, fool. Uh, second fight of the card, Roxanne Mataferi taking on Barb Honchak. Uh, number eight and number seven, respectively, in the 125-pound division. The women's. I forget what championship 
the ladies. Tanchek held. I think it was Invicta. Invicta. I think it was Invicta. I know Mataferi was an Invicta champion at one point. Okay, and they were both uh, they were both drawn or put into the one twenty five pound uh, show for the women that Montano or Montan. Uh, she was. I'm sorry. No, Barb was the hook and shoot amateur one twenty five champion and cage uh, championship amateur one twenty five. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't say in her UFC bio if she was. Uh, oh no, she was the first Invicta FC flyweight champion. Sorry, I did miss that. Okay, that that's where I remember her from. Because yeah. I remember when the, the the show was starting, and I looked into the girls. She's I didn't got, want to watch the show, but I, I checked out who the girls were. She's got a win already over Roxanne Modafferi. Mm-hmm. Also wins mm-hmm. over Aslan Daly, Leslie Smith, Nina Asaroff, and Felice Herrig. She's also faced Angela Mangana and Kat Zingano. When the show started, I thought uh, Hancheck was going to win the show. I had her as the favorite just because she was champion and, and the level of competition she had faced and beat. I just thought she was going to win the show, but it wasn't. That wasn't it. She didn't even make it to the finale. Roxanne Manafari. But like, I'm still going with her, though. Yeah, I'm taking Barb. I'm taking Barb as well. Yeah. Roxanne's got some good jits, but she's already been beaten by this girl and... Damn, I didn't know that Roxanne had beaten KGB. I don't know that either. Yep. It's that Jits, my friend. Jiu-Jitsu. Wins over Terry LaRosa, Andrea Lee, Deanna Bennett, Sarah Diallo, Molly Hessel, uh, Marlos Conan. Yeah, I'm taking Barb on check. Yeah, I'm going with Barb. Bab. Barb. Barb, your cheeseburgers are fucked. No, it's uh, your, sca- your scalloped potatoes. That's what it is. Your scalloped potatoes are fucked. <laughs> I honestly do not know anything about... I don't think Alessio DeCirco or Julian Marquez. Um, Let's see. I know Julian Marquez is the guy that uh, called out Tyron Woodley for the beard off after he knocked out his dude. Or was was it a win by decision or knockout? I remember it's an exciting win. He's got a on the contender. All oh, the submission. Sorry. Let's say he won on the contender series against Philip Hall, uh, Hayes or Hawes. Mm-hmm. No, it was the it was uh, UFC Fight Night that yeah. he that he called out Woodley for a beard off after he won. Darren Stewart by submission. Yeah. He's Chilean, so I, I remember him. I don't remember too much about the other guy. Who was the other guy? Alessio. Uh, D uh Sergio Circo. I've definitely seen this guy with his elf ears. Yeah, he just fought uh Bomboje back in December, I guess. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. He's got a loss to Eric Spicely in January of 2017, so he's like win loss. Yeah, he's two and two. Yep. UFC. Yep. I remember that uh Bambuse win because yeah. I've been I've been rooting for Bambuse or Bang. Bang Bose. He just hasn't been able to get it done. He got let go. Yeah. On Boche. Rightfully so. He's picked up a lot of losses. Yeah. Um, I'm going with uh, Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis, even though he needs a better yeah, nickname. I'll take Marquez. Why not? Uh, the, your FS1 featured fight, Montana De La Rosa mm-hmm. taking on Rachel Ostovich. Woo, 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 yeah, woo, woo, 
Yeah, two very very good looking women. Eight yeah, and four for women. for Montana, four and three for Rachel. Very skilled women though too. I'm not just gonna be a, a pig the whole no, time. No, not at all. Not very skilled. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, we saw Rachel Ostevich pick up a beautiful armbar. I think it was on the finale of the the series of that one. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was. Um, last December. Yeah, but she picked up a beautiful armbar. The night before UFC Detroit. Aye, aye, which you were at. I was at, yep. Yeah, she beat uh, Catherine Gervorgayan or something like that. Round one submission. Yeah, Kareen, Kareen Gervorgayan, I believe yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ostevich is a beautiful Hawaiian. Uh, she's only four and three. I think she's taken this long to take another fight because she had a kid. So, Christina Marks. Or, uh, or not. I might be wrong. Montana De La Rosa has the win over Christina Marks Definitely wrong. by submission. We haven't seen her fight since then either. Ooh-wee. Uh, I don't know who to pick this one just because I haven't seen them fight a lot. And Montana Del Rosa has four inches in height and six six inches in reach. So I'm going to say Del Rosa is probably better on the feet and Stovich is good on the ground. I'm going to go with Montana Del Rosa. Yeah. Mm. Fuck it. I'll take Rachel by submission. Uh oh. Uh oh. Be careful over there, Jeff. I don't want you to bring it on the house. Nah. Never. I have a torch at work that when I use it, I'm like, people use this to dab. <laughs> and I'm using it to, like, loosen up metal pieces. It's, it's like a fucking creme brulee torch. It's not. Oh no, mine's a pretty big. Mine's like this big. Yeah, yeah. My torch is not that big. It's like a little. It's like a little kitchen torch. Creme brulee torch. That's what it is. It's a. It's for fucking making creme brulee. You making beets and creme brulees over there, Jeff? Biffy the beet slayer in the kitchen with the creme brulee. No, that's just what it says on the box, man. Mm. It says creme brulee torch. And you're what? What, what are you hitting over there? What'd you call it earlier? A rig. No, 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 no. The the oil with the little things in it. With the THC in oh, it. Oh, they call it sauce. Sauce? Yeah. You lost in the sauce? Yeah, lost in the sauce. <laughs> you lost in the sauce, Jeff. It's tasty. It's tasty. It's that fancy shit. Gotta clean what are you it. What doing with that? Gotta clean it up. Oh, okay. Clean up the residue so it doesn't um, darken up. Darken, yeah, it keeps the nail cleaner. I, I got, get you. I got, I get this, you. got this nice little fancy fucking shit that I'll spray in there when it's hot too, and then like swirl it around with a Q-tip, and it makes it crystal clean. Getting all fancy. Getting all fancy. So that's uh oh, that's UFC Fight Night Ultimate Fighter finale on Friday night. On Saturday. Saturday, 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 one night only. Ooh. Check out the monsters of the UFC. UFC. <laughs> Was supposed to be 
<clears throat> a two title fight super fight for UFC 226. We just still have one title and a super fight. Unfortunately, Max Holloway was pulled off um, due to uh, what it seems like is concussion-like symptoms. Yeah, which is kind of fucked because he didn't start any of the weight cut, <laughs> and this is concussion concussion symptoms brought on from. But what what seems to be apparent fucking uh, punches and shit, just taking head damage, just sparring. Yeah, I was gonna say he might have got knocked out in sparring, which happens. Yeah, people get knocked out in sparring. Happens a lot more he, frequently than we hear about. Man, the thing is, like these guys. I think they need to train more professionally, and by that I mean, I think at some points they overtrain. They fight oh, yeah. too many times a year. They don't weight cut properly. Sometimes they get you hear them all the time when they're an aerial show on their show. Like, oh, how much do you weigh now? Tell us the truth, and they're like, oh, I weigh this much. It's like, oh, I like eating after the fights, and it's like <clears throat> Max is well, a he's, very. He's, he's been like notorious for it. He's yeah. ballooned up, and like he switches sizes of suits because he gets bigger, and um. For for and for this instance and in Max's case, I think you know it's a matter of easing it up. The closer you're getting to the fight, you know, start it heavy, and maybe towards the mid, you know, slowly start, you know, pulling back a little bit. It could also be a case of Max is just too big for that weight class. Max is a big 145 pounder. Yeah. I mean, if he's you, eventually gonna have to move up, they right. both gonna have to move oh, up. Ortega too. Ortega is is a big, but he's he's pretty young too, just like Max. But mm-hmm. Max is very tall for a 145 pound fighter. Yeah, he, it looks like he kills himself to make weight. Definitely, that's what I mean. He's he's like Frankie is a natural 145 pound fighter. He's yeah, I think about, you can make one. I think he can make 135. If he tried, I think Matt. I think if I think if Frankie was a few years younger, he probably would go take a shot at 35. Why not? But in in, his, out. in his age, I don't know. I don't know, man. Try it out. That's rough. I mean, it's been kicked around for a while, but he's yeah. he was also in the title picture at 145 too, so it's kind of hard, but I don't and know. And the reason he didn't jump into rematch Ortega's cuz he just had a uh, a stem cell injected uh, like a couple days ago in his shoulder, but other than that, he said he would have taken it. I think, I think, I think Ortega did the smart thing though and just backed out. Yeah, right, because he's got nothing else to prove. You don't. Well, it's not even that. You don't want to end up. And I hate to use this analogy, but you don't want to end up like Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Frankie, Frankie had a title shot. Frankie did the 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 thing that Frankie does because Frankie's that guy. You know, it cost Frankie. Cost Frankie that title shot, and, and it cost him never getting knocked out before. No, you're right. You're right. And I think I think that Brian Ortega did the smart thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, face someone on three days' notice, or wait it out for, um, wait it out for the title shot again. Yeah. Because that Ortega is Ortega the interim title, the interim champion. Do they no, have, there's no, no, there's only one forty five pound champion. And okay, that's I couldn't remember, and for some reason I was thinking that um, they did him and Frankie for the interim. Oh, belt. they always do, so you wouldn't have been mistaken. Like, yeah, they always do that shit. It's hard to keep track, but for some reason I thought they did that. So I was thinking yeah. Ortega was already the interim title holder, and why fuck yourself? But anyway, 
So we do have a champion versus champion super fight at heavyweight. Daniel yeah, yeah. Cormier, the UFC light heavyweight champion, making his return to the heavyweight division. Hadouken. Taking on champion Stipe Miocic. Dude, I used to, I used to uh, like fuck with people because they didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, hey, are you guys excited for the Strike Force World Heavyweight Grand Prix? And they would look at me like I'm crazy because you know I would just recite all those words in, in a row without like them knowing what the hell I was talking about. I'm like, how are you guys not excited for this World Heavyweight Grand Prix? I'm like, it's gonna be the best shit ever, you know. And I was just fucking with them because you know it was a ton of badass heavyweights, and that's where I got introduced to the man himself, DC. Dude, the shit that he was doing in that fucking in that tournament was sick. How he knocked out Bigfoot. That was Bigfoot when no one had touched him, and that's definitely Bigfoot on steroids. Yeah. And Daniel went in there, and he went with a short little fucking uppercut and put this guy to sleep. Steroids and all. He knocked the needle right out of his fucking ass. And um, how he was just tossing around Josh Barnett. I forgot who he beat for the actual uh, for the actual belt. Uh, wasn't it? Part- wasn't it Tink offer? Um, hold on. I'll tell you. Yeah, we could, we could look it up. We could definitely look it up. But I got it, I got it right here. Go ahead and keep. Yeah, going he was. Story. He was the alternate in there, and he definitely. Well, I think he came in for um, Alistair. Alistair got his contract to the UFC. DC was called in as an alternate. Won two fights, I believe. He won one against. Uh, I think it might have been Overeem's brother to. Qualify as an alternate, and then he beat. Uh, he had to fight. Well, in Strike Force, he fought Gary Frazier, John Devine, Jason Riley, Devin Cole, Jeff Monson, Bigfoot, and then the win over Josh Barnett. And then uh, his last fight in Strike Force was against Dion Starring. He already had the, the – so the belt was against Barnett then, right? Yeah, Barnett was the belt. Uh, Antonio was the fight before that in September. Um, I think he beat Monson. To qualify? Might have been, yeah, because it looks like he fought Monson in June of 2011, and then he fought uh, Antonio Silva in September, mm. and then Barnett in May. Yeah, but I remember seeing DC in the, not the alternate one, but the the one where he knocked out Silva. Where, and then I was like, whoa, who's this fucking little tiny fucking little ball of power just coming in there and knocking Silva out like he was nothing? And then I kept my eye, that opened up my eye towards him. And then they're like, oh, he trains with Cain Velasquez. And at that time, Cain Velasquez was the shit. True. He was the fucking man. So I was like, I'm keeping my eye on DC. If he's if he's this guy's wrestling coach and he's this guy's sparring partner and they go at it, I'm like, let me keep my eye out on him. And then next fight is fucking Barnett. And he's fucking tossing Barnett on, on his fucking head like nothing. And I was like, holy fuck, Barnett's a fucking Viking. And this guy's just tossing him around. That was. And then he went to the fucking Grand Prix, gets called up. Builds the drama with John Jones, dude. As soon as I, as soon as that fight was was announced, him and John Jones, I thought DC was gonna win, and then I thought it was gonna be a trilogy. I thought, I thought this guy was gonna surprise 
John Jones with his wrestling, and he was going to be able to upset him, and everyone's going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Then that, that was going to set up a part two where Jones got the revenge, and I thought this was going to be the Ali Frazier, which it kind of has become, but in a different way, even though DC's lost twice. It's still a rivalry everyone wants to see, and we might get a third no. if he can pull off the win at heavyweight. And the last time was when he got his head kicked. Good yeah. douche. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think he's going to do it. I I got faith in him, and it's because I've had faith in him, and I've doubted Stipe his whole career in the UFC. Not really doubted. It's just I've never rooted for him. And... um. You know, it's always like, can he get it done? Can he get it done? I, with me, it was never, will he get it done? It was always, can he get it done? Shit, can he get it done? And maybe it was always that Stefan Struve knockout on the back of my head, always scaring me. But look at him now. Look at him now. Yeah, the heavyweight now. king. He's a bad he's, motherfucker. Yeah, he's sitting on that fucking throne I made up there. That's his throne. He's the motherfucker that knocked out the motherfucker that knocked out Cain Velasquez. Yeah. You know? Like, and we've we've seen him in danger against the best of the best strikers in Overeem, and then he came back and gave him back his own. He's like, you want it? All right, here you go. Give it to you right back. And really, he was in danger of a guillotine more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he got rocked, and then, but fucking dumbass Overeem went for that guillotine instead of trying to finish him. Yeah. To me, this fight scares me because, to me, it's DC versus DC with different attributes. Daniel Cormier, the real one, having the better wrestling, not so much the power and the striking, but the speed in the striking department. And then we have Stipe with the power in the striking department and not the better of the wrestling. But very good wrestling. Yeah, good wrestling, and it could be enough to stop Daniel Cormier from from taking him down. I think it can. I think it will be. He's used to, he's used to stopping bigger, stronger guys than Daniel. I mean, Daniel, Daniel's a very, very accomplished wrestler. Very. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that technique that scares me, man, because you see very few Olympic wrestlers or Olympic, Olympic people, like uh, Olympic people in their, respective uh sport like ronda we saw what she was able to do till they figured her out she was unbeatable until you know i'm gonna stop you from taking me down because once she once she was in that armbar position it was over jones was able to use a lot of leverage with his height and his strength to stop daniel cormier yeah but jones and, has got and, slept and, and, on and wrestling Using that leverage is definitely technique it's 100 percent technique and, knowing how to use that leverage but because john was a fucking was a Division Two national mm -hmm. champion and mm -hmm. uh, uh, could have been an Olympic-level Greco wrestler if he would have stuck with it when he had his kid. So that's another thing. John's wrestling gets slept on a lot. And people forget how good of a wrestler John Jones mm -hmm. truly is. And he showed it in that first Daniel Cormier fight when Daniel Cormier couldn't take him down to the last round. Yeah, because we've seen DC make people look like kids and we've seen... John Jones make people look like kids. Look what he did to Bonner. Yeah. And Bonner's a big dude. Like, that's not a little guy. And that was early on in his career. So I would agree definitely that John Jones's wrestling got slept on. I was even impressed when he took DC down. But, you know, 
Jones is the bigger, stronger guy with good wrestling. He, yeah, he. he I don't, I necessarily wouldn't give him the technique, the no. thumbs up better than DC, but combined and with the skill he has, his the MMA size wrestling strength, is better. Yeah, it, that exactly. And the MMA wrestling, he, he he's just the. He was able to implement it in in a more effective fashion than DC was. And it, it's like I said, we don't. Nobody knows what level John could have gotten to had he stuck mm-hmm. with wrestling. Yeah. I, I man, it's hard because I it's it's scary. Miocic has that short power punches where he'll put you out, and, and he he's doesn't good to, off his back foot. He yeah, he doesn't, and he doesn't have to fully extend to hit you. Nope. And that's not that's not good for DC because um, that means Stipe could catch him with a looping punch where DC goes side to side when he punches yep. and he comes in. Even when he punches, he's side to side. And Stipe's and, got pretty good kicks. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. for DC, they're not necessarily knockout hits. They're push-you-back hits to get you against the cage and to kind of daze you to maybe lead into a TKO win. For Stipe, when he lands his short-range punches, they're knockout punches because he is a natural heavyweight. Like mm-hmm. he, when he touches you, he can put. He has the power to, to put you to sleep, and it, that that's why I'm scared. It's DC has to use the right game plan to beat him by decision, as to where Stipe has the power and is good in that aspect of boxing, to where DC is going to be coming forward. And he's susceptible to those punches to where I'm scared. I'm still going DC, but man, I think Cipe, I think Cipe knocks him out. But I've been—it's because I've been DC forever, dude. I think Stipe takes a, a page out of the John Jones book. I think there's gonna be—I think there's gonna be a tough fight. Watch out for the head kick. Watch out for That's the, the thing, head kick. I, I wasn't really worried about the head kick because Stipe doesn't really kick all too much. Yeah, but dude, DC's got fucking tendencies like a motherfucker. Yeah. And I don't see that I don't see them exactly. I don't see them snapping them. And if you follow what John did to him, the opportunity is there. But Stipe is also very good backing up off of his back foot, throwing a counter punch that can knock Daniel out. You know why I why I'm so like back and it's because these guys are good at adapting in fights. Very good. Um, Daniel doesn't have the power that Francis Ngannou has, mm-hmm. and Stipe took Ngannou's best shots, and I don't think he's gonna be too fearful. Oh no, of no. being knocked out by Daniel Cormier. You know what's funny? It's um, we we saw it on this card. It played out last time. They, I, if I'm not mistaken, they both fought on the same card, and it was uh, Volkan Ozdemir versus DC, and it was Stipe Miocic versus Ngannou. Was that mm-hmm. the was that your card? Yeah, right. No, no, Ngannou was the co-main event on my card. Who was the main event? The main event was Holloway and Aldo too. Okay, but he got he got the title shot against Stipe. Off of that, but it was a quick turnaround. I think they fought in like March, January. Okay. So it happened in December. They fought in January. I thought they fought on the same card, but what I was going for is their opponents. So we got to see kind of the same thing that they were going for in their last opponents. When DC fought Vulcan, it was a fucking power puncher coming forward 
and we saw he was able to implement a very good game plan to take him out. They did, and fight we on saw the same, the same card. thing. Yeah, and we, and and did they? Yeah, it was the same card. Okay. It was. Just, I was just saying that Ngannou had a quick turnaround. Oh, okay. Um, because yeah, he knocked yeah, yeah. he knocked out Overeem fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Miocic have to pretty much implement that same game plan over five rounds on a monster like Ngannou. So we know they can put together a very su- successful and put a hurt on the other guy at the same time and pull off an impressive victory. So that that's why I'm like, man, it's going to be a game of uh, who adapts better, who who can implement their game plan a little bit better because I think we're going to see it go back and forth a little bit, and it's who can make the changes within the rounds. Steep. But I'm still going D.C. Stipe, third-round knockout. I'm going D.C. decision. That's why I played fucking his walkout music. To start the the show, mm-hmm. I'm going DC <laughs> because decision. now Stipe's got to hold on to that title because he's all Cleveland's got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stipe, I want to see another champ, champ. Stipe's doing it. Stipe's holding on for fucking Cleveland. He's, <laughs> he's giving him hope. Uh. The new co-main event: Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. Man, God, this fight's gonna be ugly. This was a fight. This was a fight two years ago. If you told me I was gonna get this fight two years ago, I think mm-hmm. what I, I would have been super stoked for this fight. Yeah, I'm. I'm not trying to take credit for this joke. So right off the bat, I'm telling you, this isn't my joke. But the joke was, I gassed out thinking about this fight. Was that Dave Madden? <laughs> I think so. I think it was. Sorry I couldn't credit to whoever it was, but it wasn't my joke. It might have been Dave Madden. Sounds like a Dave Madden joke. Yeah, it was pretty funny, though, when I saw it. I was pretty ripped, but I'm like, ha, that deserves a chuckle. I saw somebody on Twitter post the Data 5000 versus Kimbo fight and called it a preview of Derek Lewis versus Francis Ah, Ngannou. That's a little bit too much, but, yeah, that's pretty funny, though. I don't know. Neither one of these motherfuckers got gas tanks. No. Do you think uh, Lewis is with able? Do you think he's able to withstand the the bombs early on? I don't know, man. That's I'm still I'm picking Ngannou. You going Ngannou? I want Lewis to win. I, I don't know I, why. Kind of. I mean, I like both these guys. Mm-hmm. I like Beast. I I. It sucks because if Ngannou wins, it's going to put him back into title contention, and I don't want him to get that. If that makes sense, because he's not ready, I don't think his wrestling. Yeah, right away. You but don't I don't. To be right away. I don't want him to lose either and drop quite a bit. Because mm-hmm. Beast ain't really into that top five upper echelon fighter, honestly. I mean, he's got some wins, but <laughs> a lot of it is. I mean, the win over Travis Brown, the, his knockout, it's just, oh, yeah, Mark Hunt knocked him out in the fourth round. Ooh, the Black Beast, yeah. Yeah, if he stood, ah, man, he took some hits from Mark Hunt. It's going to it's gonna take a lot for Ngannou to knock him out. Luckily, it's only a three-round fight, so. Yeah, dude, Lewis, uh, yeah, that's why I'm saying Lewis. I think Lewis can wrestle him. Yeah. Lewis does have pretty decent wrestling. 
Scary. It's not pretty, but he can hold you down on the floor. Right. When he wants to take you down and ground and pound. And he's got pretty nasty ground and pound, too. Yeah. <laughs> he does get it in some pretty good positions where he can rain down on him. He averages .65 takedowns a fight. Nah. .65. <laughs> Just barely half a takedown. I think we're going to see a lot more in this one. Uh, At least attempts. Hopefully Ngannou's been training in his wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> we shall see. Mm-hmm. Third fight of the main card, stepping in, short notice, Paul Felder jumping up to 170 pounds to take on Platinum Mike Perry. I like this fight that it's going to be a war. I don't like this fight for Paul Felder just because it's he's given up. He's, he doesn't fight at 170. Yeah, and he's susceptible to get drawn into a war. Paul's got hands, though. And yeah, he's got but good... the thing is, we we've seen Perry win when he's uh, when he when people like brawling with him. Paul Felder has the skill to keep it technical and point it out and get a win, especially since he's going to be outsized here. But Paul Felder likes he likes getting into that fucking into that brawl too. He does. I don't think it's smart, especially at this weight. No. He did look bigger though, man. Like, be- like front, like when they're in the face-off, he looked a little bit taller and like he looked a little bit bigger than him. I don't know. He is an inch taller. He is. An, he's an inch taller than Perry. Perry's got one inch reach. Uh, Felder has one inch of leg reach. So, I'm still going. I'm going with Perry. I like Fel. I really like Felder. And I wish Felder would win, but I think Perry is probably going to get a win. I mean, Felder's probably trained with Tyron Woodley at Dukes. So it's not like he's never been hit by a 170-pounder before who's, mm-hmm. got, who's got power. Yeah. And Felder, Felder got some hands himself. Uh, I'm going to pick Felder for the fuck of it because I don't really like Mike Perry. Oh, I wonder who his, his corner is going to be different because his girlfriend got rid of him. Mm. Kick him in the leg. Kick him. Make him bleed. Kick him. <laughs> no, nope, I'm going to take Felder. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going with Mike Barry. Racist. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> Mike Perry's a racist. Is he? I don't know. I've heard his corners fucking said some really fucked up racist shit about Asian people in the middle of a fight. Oh yeah, right. Dude, Asians have been getting it. Asians have been getting you know, it. Harvard. Harvard's been fucking with them. Second fight of the card. What? Harvard's been fucking with Asians? Yeah, they uh they don't accept as many Asians as they should based on merits and their smartness. They want diversity. So it's harder for Asians to get into Harvard than it is for uh, minorities, other minorities, sorry, that aren't Asian. I did not they're they're being sued. Yeah, they're being sued. Wow. Or I think there's like the I think that Asian students are trying to make a case against it because it is clearly discrimination. Why why should they be blamed because they're smart? Right. That's it, fucked up. Because they want diversity. It's like what the fuck? It's fucked up. 
Fucked up. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Second fight of the main card, <laughs> Michael Chiesa taking on Anthony Pettis. I'm actually excited about this fight. Um, I am too. I think it's gonna be a good fight. I'm not excited. I'm not excited in the fact that I think uh, Pettis is gonna get his ass kicked. This is the rescheduled fight from UFC Brooklyn, correct? Yeah, because of the glass in the Kansas in the face. Eye. Yeah. yeah, in the eye. And then Pettis didn't want to didn't want to fight for the title because he wasn't gonna get enough money. Yeah, he wanted money because he knew he was gonna get his ass beat. Yeah, might as well get. I'm actually fight. glad that, that he didn't fight Khabib because I've always been a Pettis fan, and one of my friends was a Habib fan, and I I've I was following Pettis since uh, since. Uh, WEC since even before he was champion and I saw him win the title and everything and then I saw him win the UFC title and I was always rooting for him and um, I always thought Khabib could beat him but we never saw it happen and I'd rather not see it happen because I know it would happen. Oh god, Khabib would murder him. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Anthony too but his wrestling is garbage. Mm-hmm. Thank god Sergio's gotten better. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I think Chiesa can now grapple him, and oh, yeah. I think that's what's going to wind up happening. I think Chiesa could stop him on the floor, probably submission. Yeah, Chiesa's taking something with him, whether it's a limb, a neck, whatever. His soul from knocking him out. Yeah, Mavericks. He doesn't. I don't think he has any knockouts. Zero percent knockout. Damn, it's all submission. Seventy-one percent submission. Yeah, seventy-one percent subs and twenty-nine percent decisions. So. Pettis has, has good submissions, but Kiesa's the bigger guy, and he's got really good subs. So Kiesa's subs are better than Anthony's. Yeah, and he's the bigger guy. Like For if you sure. see them face to face, he's definitely bigger. Three inches taller, three inches of reach, three inches of leg reach, all for the Maverick. <clears throat> I'm taking Kiesa. Yeah, me too. By submission. Speaking of people getting their souls taken. Opening fight of the main card, Goken Saki taking on Kahil Roundtree Jr. I think Saki going to take Roundtree's soul. Do you think so? A lot of people have been saying uh, Khalil's got a good cha- uh, good shot at beating um, Gokan. Gokan. The, the, <clears throat> the Turkish Tyson. The Rebel. I don't I don't know, dude. In Khalil's thing, it says he, his for summary, he's a striking dude. He's got two knock, well, two recent knockouts. Mm-hmm. If uh, he's considered a striking dude and he's going against Saki and he's not going to go for any takedowns, I'm going with Saki. I know he's one and one, but I'm taking the UFC, Saki. Yeah, the UFC picked him up from a loss for a reason. Dude, even when he's in danger, he was able to knock out what's his name. This, he was getting clipped, and he's like, yeah, whatever. Boom, boom. Shot off uh, a 1-2 and knocked out. I forgot who was. Some Brazilian guy he was fighting. Yeah, I think Saki's going to probably piece him up. Yeah. Saki Maybe. was supposed to fight a while ago, but he got injured, his knee injury, and he had to recover from that. He, he had beat Enrique De Silva back in uh, September 2017. That's right. Got performance of the night, round one knockout. I think Enrique De Silva probably hits a little harder than Kehoe Roundtree. <clears throat> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm going with uh, Saki just because I knew of him before he he ventured into MMA. Yeah, I got Saki. The tough motherfucker, dude. Mm-hmm. Very tough motherfucker. 
Uh, FS1 prelim featured fight. Uh, number nine, Uriah Hall taking on number 10, Paulo Costa. Uh, Costa comes to us at 11 and 0. Boracino. Yeah, Boracino. It was a nasty finish last time, correct? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. I'm hoping Rosada doesn't <clears throat> come saying. Hey, one of you guys, this is no contest. Three straight, these guys are three, both jacked. Three straight knockouts. Gareth McClellan, Alawale uh, Bamboje, and fucking murdered Johnny Hendricks. They've all been pretty nasty, too. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, it, it's it, what Uriah Hall is going to show up is the question. I think any Uriah Hall that shows up is getting railed by uh, Paulo Costa. Even if he shows up with his good striking, I don't think he's going to be able to avoid at least one of those bombs that Costa's going to be able to land. Uriah Hall got knocked out by Bamboche. Yeah. Yeah, Costa. If 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 Costa hits him with a with a fucking bomb, it's over. Ninety-one percent KO ratio for Costa, so I'm I'm going with Costa. Twelve and zero. Yep. The eraser. Uh, Rafael Asanya Sunsao is taking on Rob Font. Sunsao number three, Ooh. Font number Ooh. eleven. Yeah, it's a good fight. Oh, oh, oh! Sunsao coming off of the win over oh. Matthew Lopez, three straight. <clears throat> even though it's really two, because he lost to Marlon Marais. Uh. Font number 11, 15 and 3. Uh, coming off the win, a second, second round KO win of Thomas Almeida back in January. Oh, yeah. Damn, that's where he was from. Yeah. But they lost to Pedro Munoz before that. Yeah, but he's got wins over Matt Schnell. Lost to Lineker. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's a little bit too much of a jump. Yeah, I think so too, but Font's a good talent. Yeah. Rafael, though, he's he's up there, man. He floats around there in one through three. Oh, yeah. A sun style's dangerous no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got a win over Marlon Marais, who's probably going to get the next title shot. Yeah. So, He's got a win over T.J. Dillashaw earlier in his career. He does, but T.J. got that back. Yeah, he took that back from... T.J. beat that ass. On his way back to the title. Yeah. Yeah, T.J. TJ got that back. And yeah. then some. I'm going with my boy, Rafael. Yeah, I'm going to take Rafael. I think it's just too much of a, of a jump right away for... <clears throat> For Rob Font. Lost my train of thought for a second. Lando Venata taking on Jakar Close. Jakar Close fought David Tamer back at UFC 218. Losing to Tamer. For that, two impressive wins over Jakar Close, or over uh, Mark Casey and Devin Powell. Lando's had an up and down career in the UFC. After I like Groovy, I like Groovy Groovy's, too. 
Groovy's one of my favorite fighters, actually. Yeah, he's he's fun, man. I mean, he almost knocked out. Of, yeah, oh yeah. Almost knocked out Tony Ferguson. Yeah, in his debut. Um, him and uh, Tamor. I think David Tamor had a war. Yeah, him and Tamor had a last war. Year. And then him and Bobby Green had a war that went to draw. Yeah, yeah. He's game, and he's he's a badass striker, man. And his scrambles are crazy. He's gonna need his scrambles because Jakar Close is a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be an interesting one because Lando likes to strike a lot. Mm-hmm. And kick. He kicks like a motherfucker, and he leaps into him. Yep. So that wrestling from Jakar is going to be a little worrisome. Jakar's got pretty good uh, striking himself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with Venata. I like Venata. I like Venata, too, but... Oh. Yeah, I'm going to take Venata, even though I should pick Jakar because he's from Michigan. And he's got the mitten on his chest. Oh, yeah. Uh, opening fight of the FS1 prelims. Curtis Millender taking on Max Griffin. Griffin fought not that long ago. God, I forgot internet. who he fought. I'm looking it, it up, but my internet's fucking slow today. Again, Mike Patty. He beat Mike Patty. Okay, I remember that now. He outstruck Perry in a yeah. very, very smart One, decision. One-sided fucking fight. I think that was the fight where his girlfriend was just screaming, kick him, make yeah. him bleed. Kick him in the leg. Yep. Max Griffin, 78 to 45 strikes total. Uh, Curtis. Um, I don't know. I don't know who to pick in this one. It's going to be a tough fight. I don't. I haven't seen Curtis fight too much. Curtis has only had one fight against Tiago Alves back in February. Where he knocked okay, out I thought Alves. he was from the Contender Series, but no, he's not. Nope. Nope. He fought Tiago Alves February 2018. That's February. it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, he knocked the fuck out of him. Yeah. Okay, that's why I don't know too much about Milan. They just had one fight. Oh, man. Gotta go with Griffin. Yeah, I'm going with Griffin. Because I've seen more of him. Right. Let's. Yes. You got it, Jeff. There it is. There it is. Uh, and your early prelim fights, Dan Hooker taking on Gilbert Burns. And So Hooker didn't get Felder. No. Hooker did not get Felder. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, at least Hooker got a quick turnaround. Yeah, Hooker coming off a of three fight or three wins in a row. Most recently back in April over Jim Miller. He's got a submission win over Mark Casey as well as a knockout of Ross Pearson. Mm. Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is a quick turnaround too. He fought recently. Yeah, yeah. April fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah, he knocked against, out uh, Dan, Dan Moret. That nasty knockout. Yeah. Yeah, ooh, good God, this is going to be a, a fucking... Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. This card is going to be good all around. I'm going with Dan Hooker. Submissions. I'm going to go with Hooker. I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with Hooker. He's been very impressive, impressive as of late. Gilbert Burns got good submissions, too, man. Tough. 
So is Gilbert Burns on his last two fights. He's fucking right hand. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. I'm going with Hooker. Yeah. Let's take Burns. Fuck it. Fuck it. Opening fight of the prelims, Jamie Moyle taking on Emily Whitmire. The Moyle. Spitfire Whitmire. I do not know who any of these girls are. I know who Jamie Moyle is. I've seen Jamie Moyle fight a couple times. Uh, Where's she from? Emily Whitmire was on The Ultimate Fighter, I believe. Yes. Okay. Her. I yeah, might have seen her then against Curran. Because uh, I've seen all of Curran's fights in the UFC. Jamie. I saw, oh, okay, I've seen her lose. That's Yeah, fine. Jamie Moyles fought. She fought uh, Kaylin Curran and then fought Vivian Pereira. Yeah. She's got two fights. The other girl is, was on the Ultimate Fighter. That's it? Yeah. Oh, she's just two and two. Okay, so they're fairly new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Heads or tails? I'm going with Moyle. I'm going with uh, Whitmire, the blonde. Okay. Done. Let's get into some news. Um, Alexander Gustafson versus Vulcan Ozdemir is announced official for UFC 227. What do you think about that? Uh, that they moved the fucking Vulcan from fight to fight uh, this guy? Yeah. Alexander. I like that fight. The Alexander Gustafson Ozdemir yeah, fight? Yeah, he was going to fight Shogun, right? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Shogun. Yeah, he was going to knock the shit out of Shogun. I like this fight a lot more for Ozdemir and for Gustafsson and for Shogun because Shogun was going to get put out. So I like this fight a lot. Yeah. Um... It's kind of weird, though, how they just did that. Well, I think, didn't they pull Ozdemir because of his charges? And then everything got pushed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know either. But Anthony Smith is stepping in to fight Shogun Hua at UFC Hamburg. So, problem solved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't Gustafson have an opponent already? Um, Before they threw an Ozdemir? No. Okay, that's where I might have been mistaken. Uh, I think Gustafson's just coming off of surgery, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he was supposed to. F- they were talking about him in Rockhold. Yeah, yeah, they were talking about him in Rockhold. And then okay. Rockhold got hurt. It's just kind of weird that they stopped one fight just to make this one, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, this fight is uh, title contention yeah it's got... that's why that's partially why it's a title eliminator while your champion is up fighting in a different weight class and if... yeah and those those two guys should be fight. that's why i like this fight a lot better because those two guys should be <clears throat> fighting each other for a title eliminator fight because that division is pretty thin well here's the thing too though realistically if daniel wins saturday night he forfeits the light heavyweight title. Boom. You make Ozdemir and fucking Gustafson for the light heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. 
or the interim title or whatever, you know. Nah, no more interim. It, it, it depends if they're gonna if they're gonna fucking. St- it, it, I mean, we're talking it what ifs, but if they don't decide not to strip Daniel, which they probably will right away, um, they would have to do an interim. Yeah. So, we shall see. Uh, Brad Scott was flagged by USADA for a failed drug test um, back in May. Sample was collected the same day as the UFC Liverpool event. Uh, Scott made his debut against Carlos Petersali Jr. on the portion of the UFC in the prelims. And he would go on to lose by split decision. And now he's gone. Bye. Bye bye. Peace. Thank Sorry, my thanks. I all at you. Thanks for stopping by. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> oh yeah, here we go. A couple more stories left. Uh, Andre Pettaderis, the longtime coach of Nova, went. When, oh, God damn it! I know how to say this, and I can't even do it. Nova now. Yes, thank you. Uh, has stepped down. Uh, for over 20 years, Andre Pettideris has been there. As the He's changed some of the greatest Brazilians. Yeah. Uh, former champion, Jose Aldo, Hedden Barral, Bellator, Betamweight, Eduardo Dantas. Um, and just, I think Nunes was there for a little while at one point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Um, Pettideris had previously mentioned his plans to retire as a coach and cornerman back in 2005, but continued to coach and corner his top stars like Aldo. But uh, he plans on still coaching fighters, but will be available to train train athletes who don't represent Nova. Jesus Christ. Um, He'll continue to run Chuto Brazil and manage fighters as well. Good for that. Good for him. Yeah, good for Andre. He's had a long career, man. He's good for him. Good, good for, for you. Hey, good for you. Good Ma- for you. Mazel tov. Good things. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, forget about it. Good for you. Yeah, forget about it. Forget about Nuevo now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last story of the night. Report that Black Panther actor Winston Duke, who played M'Baku, uh, is linked to be playing Kimbo Slice in a biofilm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like that they're making a film about fucking Kimbo. I like Winston Duke. Yeah, he deserves one. I remember watching his his bum fights to his uh, eventual UFC fight. I, I remember fights. One fight we we found on the internet way before, back before I even really knew who this dude was. It was just a guy fight in a backyard, and he punched this guy in the eye, and this eyes fucking just exploded. Oh, that white guy? Yeah, I remember that that yeah. that that episode. <laughs> this was like we were watching. We found this shit like this was pre YouTube. Yeah, dude, just. There's- 
Was it a bite, bumfights.com or something like that? There was bumfights.com, but there was like some other websites that was like a precursor to YouTube. Okay, that was I think it's like a bunch of random shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was like cracked or something, but I, I I can't remember. Yeah, I'm glad glad Kimbo's getting a movie. Yeah. Hey, we did pretty good. Two cards in an hour and a half. Not bad for a couple stoners. Yeah, not bad at all. Boom. I'm pretty high. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. You have a new story. Oh, yeah, the Leslie Smith story. Uh, I'm pretty high, too, but I remembered. So, Leslie Smith, um, she's the fighter that started Project Spearhead and then eventually had had her last fight fall through. And then she didn't get her contract renewed and she got paid, which she, like, winning and show or whatever. She didn't get her contract renewed even though being, like, on a fight-fight win streak. Who was she supposed to fight? Was she supposed to fight Jamie Moyle? Aston Glad or Aston Ladd or something like that. Oh, that yeah, girl. Aspen Ladd. That's right. Aspen, Aspen Ladd, Ladd, yeah. So she kind of started talking to state officials, I guess, like in government officials. And bringing her case to try to see if it holds any merit. And they kind of determined that it does hold merit. And they're also bringing... To, they're trying to bring to light to, to... They say that UFC fighters should be independent contractors. And they feel, and they, that they see that they're being treated as um, employees. So there's probably something that's going to be done... A, about that because now government officials and the labor department are yeah that's what it was it was the labor department said that they saw merit to the case that was brought their their way by leslie smith but the ufc sent it into arbitration or something like that so it's in a little small setback after initially getting a victory as to getting some merit by a labor union let me see exactly what it is the let's see Mm-hmm. Damn it, I don't know where it is. Region 4, yeah, here we go. Region 4 of the National Labor Relations Board found that her claim against the UFC has merit. However, Middlebrook tweeted later that the case was put on hold and accused the UFC of pulling political strings in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, pretty much they explained that, too, that it's it's it hit a setback because the UFC is trying to draw this out and make it through make it go through litigation and you know of course just trying to fuck with them just trying to fucking put because the this would fuck with them or fuck with their money and fuck it with their money in ways of people would be able to get uh sponsorships they wouldn't have to wear reebok or they would be entitled to all the money from reebok they would be able to flame uh, forms up uh, Fighters Union, Players Associ- or Fighters Association, in terms of being able to negotiate their rights to an ESPN deal or whatever terms of streaming deal that they would be able to provide, uh, and shit like that. It'd be How very, they negotiate fights. It'd be similar to what the the NFL Players Union or mm-hmm. the MLB they get a percentage of the baseball or the uh, television rights. Yeah. Because so, the owners sell that shit for a fuckload of money. So this is step one. If they, if it had it, now that it's been said they have merit and they can bring it to case and it passes, and 
they they can pretty much become independent contractors, and we might be able not able, but we might be seeing these guys have um, sponsors on the shorts again, or they would probably come to some kind of agreement with a large company, either a Nike or a Reebok, and they would be able to get the proceeds of that deal instead of the UFC because they would be wearing the gear. The UFC would probably try to take a cut of it too, but then now that they would have some hearsay, you know, at least they would get some cut of the money instead of, here you go, we're giving you what we want to give you. Here you go. How go much f- did you guys make? Ah, it doesn't matter. You're getting this. Here you go. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So that's good in that aspect, but the UFC is trying to put it through fucking. I don't know what I'm trying to say. They're trying to stall it. They're trying to drag it through the mud and fucking. There we up. go. Cocksuckers. Yeah. yeah, we did it. Mm-hmm. Another adventure down the hole. Hey. We did it, bro. We did it, bro. You excited for USC 226? Uh, yes, but you know, kind of bummed about that fight. But yeah, I will be missing it and watching it on Sunday, unfortunately. Okay, what are you doing? I got a concert. I won tickets to a, a concert over in the other side of the state, so I will not be home in time. I'll be home late after the fights are already over, so I'll be catching nice. them catching them on Sunday. Nice. I'm gonna be watching them. I'm, I'm watching Ant Man and Wasp this Sunday with my nephews. Nice, nice. Let me know how that is. I I'm debating on whether I'll go see it or not. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, you got any final thoughts? Um, uh, hang out with your family, enjoy the presence of your family. Cause not everyone gets to, you know, be with their family on holidays, like the 4th of July and just barbecue and have a nice time. So appreciate what you have or make an effort to have what you want to have with your family. Cause family's family and you get what you get. Damn right. Well said brother. Well said. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. you too. Thanks. This was a good chat. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA show. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Make sure you're heading over to the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast iTunes page, giving it a five star review. Hitting up the Full Heel Podcast page, giving it a full here or five star review. Bruh, bruh. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube, on the YouTubes. Yeah, on the YouTubes. On the YouTubes, go down to the WalMarts, all that shit. So, for Rafael Chaidez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Till I die, in the hood I'm good till I die, CL 